This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to the EPL Betting Weekly podcast here on the Bet Rivers Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeu, and I'm delighted to be joined by our two experts. Uh, first of all, Nigel Seeley uh, was uh, enjoying his time in Prague at the weekend. You look like a refreshed man. <laughs> I don't know about, about yeah. that, mate. Give, give us a week. Am I refreshed? Give us a week. Give us a week, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be refreshed in a week. But uh, no, I've got I've got, I've got got most of my voice back, which is some people will be happy with. A lot of people won't be happy with. But most of my voice back. But uh, refreshed, Harry, is probably not the uh, not the word. But uh, no, but uh, yeah, it was a great time. Some uh, good old laughs and watching the golf. Didn't they get the winner? We wanted Gav Green to win. Didn't get the winner, but we had a, a good old time over in Prague. It was fantastic. Good stuff. Also joining us, uh, Jack Wright, as always. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, Harry. Yeah, yeah, all good down here. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, before we dive into this week's picks, let's have a quick look back on last weekend. I'll come to you, Nigel, because it was a very good weekend, wasn't it, uh, for the EPL uh, Betting Weekly mm. podcast? How was it for you? Yeah, we were five and one. Uh, for me personally, it was three and oh. The second week in succession, three and oh. And uh, the only one that lets down was Jack will probably come on Tuesday. Liverpool game, and I did slightly have my reservations about that because I just felt the fixture list was going to be so kind to to Manchester United. I thought they put in performance. I didn't actually watch the game, to be fair. I was travelling back, but I didn't watch the game. But um, what I saw from the highlights, you know, I expected the performance. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, but over and all, it was, it was a good result. And for me, again, it's the second week that we've had a, a 3-0 and week. So after a disastrous first week, we're clawing our way back. We're not in profit yet on the uh, on the season, but that's just a matter of nah, we, we'll get it this week. If it's not this week, it'll be next week. We're getting there though. We were minus uh, five eighty five after the first week, and now we're on minus two eighty six. So we're getting there. We are getting there. Um, Jack, what about yourself, mate? How was uh, your your week last time out? If Nigel got three and zero, but you had a pretty great weekend as well. Yeah, another two and one, and uh, obviously that 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 main one that we did have the debates about, and that's why I'm I'm the bottom box on celebrity squares here. It's like you know <laughs> the the OG at the top there he knows, so uh, you know we can uh, we can but try to improve. Um, but two and one's not too bad, not too shabby. So a small amount of profit logged for the week, and we're crawling black. So I was really disappointed with that. Knew that that one was dead in the water really after about ten minutes. To be fair, you saw how United came out, you saw what Liverpool looked like. And it was just one of those that I was I was hoping that um, I was going to get the right read on it, but not to be. But yeah, the other two came came good, so that was nice. Pleased with the Brighton one. Um, so getting on the right side of a, a team that we talked about last week being tough to read, but very good performance from them. So that was a nice win uh, on on the Sunday. So I staggered my results and managed to get a 
Um, a bit like Nigel staggering around Prague. I staggered my results from um, Saturday, Sunday and Monday and uh, yeah, win-win loss. Fantastic. Uh, let's move on then to this week's stuff. I've got the sun in my eyes in case you haven't noticed and I had to put my glasses on because it, it's blinding me so much. I thought that was Jason Statham, but he's actually Nigel Senior. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, we can see properly now. Yeah, there he is. Uh, Nigel, let's start with you, mate, for the uh, the first pick of this weekend. I believe it comes from the game between Liverpool and Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, um, it's quite funny, really. Last week, I, I opposed Liverpool and, well, didn't really oppose them, but I sort of, I, I made you sort of quite wary to bet Liverpool minus one goal. But uh, this week, I think they'll bounce back um because of the opposition really i think bournemouth are poor i mean we've, we've looked at their so first game of the season we saw what they did against aston Villa, which was a big shock for us and we we lost money on the first game of the season but against then they played manchester city got beat four nil uh and it could have been seven could have been eight the amount of chances that manchester City created then we saw arsenal completely dominate at bournemouth and win three nil um now they travel to an anfield side that needs a real big pickup and um, I think they'll get a response here. I, I know things aren't looking good at Liverpool. And I know things that, you know, that we, we mentioned last week about the fact that everyone's, it was papering over the cracks, cracks really with what's going on at Manchester United and Liverpool being so poor. But, um, and they are missing Mane. But I feel that they, 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 they could turn it on here against the Bournemouth side that we both agree that the worst team in the Premier League. We both agree that the first match of the season, they really outpunched their, their, their perspective, and maybe we overlooked Aston Villa. Could, we could have overlooked Aston Villa rather than than giving them the credit that, uh, uh, giving them them over credit that they deserved. But up against the big boys in the last couple of weeks, the Manchester Cities and the Arsenal's, they've looked very, very second best. And um, early on today, it was minus two goals, Liverpool at minus one and thirteen, which I thought was just like great value. That line now has has moved all the way up to minus one eighty six. Um, when you consider Liverpool at home against Bournemouth a minus 186, and we consider last week at Manchester United, they were minus 110 away from minus one goal. You would think that they've got, they, they've got more of a chance at home against Bournemouth than they would against Manchester United. But the line has moved so much very quickly for me that I can't probably bet them. The line now is two and a half and it's minus 104. But again, that is a price that to win by three goals, you're really asking for Liverpool here to actually go and win by three goals at minus 104. You know, I know they're, they're, not, they're not playing well, but I, I, I don't think they, I wouldn't have enough confidence in them to win my, my, my three or more goals. So my, minus money to win my three or more goals, I couldn't bet it. So because I missed the minus two goals and I'm, and because I missed that, that line, I've looked for something different. And I think the bet I want to have here in this game, is Liverpool to win to nil. Uh, Bournemouth have failed to score against Manchester City. They failed to score against Arsenal. Um, I think they'll go there and pay Liverpool some respect. I think they'll try to nick a point and try to frustrate again because I think that's the, the way they are. And I think if they do open up, I think Liverpool will actually be too strong for them. So I'm, I, w- I wanted to get that two-goal handicap with a push. At minus 113, that line has just massively, massively changed since this morning when I sent you the bets. But I don't see Bournemouth scoring. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bet this bet, because I thought that Liverpool will keep a clean sheet. So I'm going to go with Liverpool to win to nil. It's not the most attractive price. It's minus 175. But I feel that Liverpool 
to win to nil at minus 175 is a much better bet than Liverpool minus two goals at minus 186 and also Liverpool minus two and a half goals when they've got to win by three at minus 104. So I'm going to play it safe. Liverpool to win to nil against a Bournemouth side that just, they're going to be the lowest scorers in the Premier League up against the big boys in the last two matches. They, they don't offer anything in the goal for it. And I think Liverpool put in the performance, but I'm not going to go in for the two and a half. I'm going to go Liverpool to win to nil at minus, one seven, uh, minus 186. Brilliant stuff. Uh, let's come to you, Jack, for the Sorry, that's minus, one. sorry, that's, sorry, I changed that. That's minus 175, minus 186 is uh, Liverpool minus two, which was minus 113. So Liverpool to win to nil, minus 175 currently with Bet Rivers. Brilliant. Both Bournemouth's goal against Villa as well were recycled set pieces. So they didn't even create realistically an open play, those chances. So as I say, two two blanks against more elite opposition and uh, and two recycled scruffy set pieces against Villa. So um, yeah, I think that win to nil would be surprised to see Bournemouth cut through Liverpool. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Even if they are a little bit all over the place at the moment, they're still the far superior side. And of course, uh, they're expected to bounce back sooner rather than later. Jack, let's come to you uh, for the next one. Um, Talk to us about your Crystal Palace pick. Yeah, it's always it's always a, a bit of a, a nerve jangler when you're taking on Manchester City, of course, especially when they're at home. But we've we've talked about Palace before. We like Palace. We like what they're doing. Um, we like what they did last season under Vieira, and he's kicked on from that this season. Um, and of course, we saw City kind of struggle their way to a well, a very entertaining draw. Let's say that against Newcastle on Sunday. Um, what interested me more than anything, I suppose, when I looked at this bet was the fact of how Newcastle went about hurting Manchester City. Um, we know City like to play with their, with the fullbacks, well-advanced, progressive fullbacks, and also very narrow as well. And Alan Saint-Maximan had a field day on Sunday. He was he was electric. He was like, when you see him at his best, that, that's what it was. And uh, for, for Saint-Maximan, I can, I can kind of put, substitute in Zaha for this. Slightly different players. Uh, you'd say some Maximum's probably got m- more as far as that creativity is concerned. Although that's not to say Zaha hasn't got that. He's, he's direct. We've seen him. He's on good form at the moment. He's picked up his form from last season. Looks very, very confident, which is always dangerous when you've got a wide man, a wide attacker who, who's full of confidence. And um, you say he can drive forward, skillful, quick. What I would suggest is that he's got in his locker more than some Maximum is, is the ability to finish. Scored two more goals at the weekend. Um, so he's on three goals for the season already. Uh, he had a record haul last season. He's actually scored 12 goals, Zaha, in the last, uh, in, in 2022 in the Premier League. Only two players have scored more than that and both play for Spurs, Harry Kane and Human Son. So that's some company that he's keeping and, and is ahead of in the Premier League to show you what kind of form he's in. And him and Ezer seem to have this really good link. And I just think that Having seen how Newcastle hurt um, Man City last week, we can see a similar kind of template here. What's more, if we look at Palace, they should, they're probably the side that's going to go to the Etihad with more confidence than pretty much any other side in the league. They've picked up seven points in their last four visits to, to Manchester City. Um, they won there last season. They won there two or three seasons ago, and they also picked up a draw in those games as well. They've scored two or more goals in three of the last four visits. So it's quite a stunning record when you consider that. On top of that, they also drew 0-0 at Sellers Park um, last season. So Man City failed to score against 
Palace. And that's obviously under Vieira. When you consider some of those results were with like Roy Hodgson in charge, who just was a dour kind of backs to the wall, uh, like the Alamo kind of thing against City. I like what, what Vieira's done. And it's just going to be interesting to see that they're going to have that ability to go and hurt Man City. Can Man City break them down? They couldn't last season. The fact that we can get Palace here on a on a plus 2.25 handicap means that they could still lose by two goals and we'll get profit. Anything better than a two-goal defeat and, and we're getting a full full win. So I had to play it. It's at minus 127. I've liked what I've seen from Palace. And I think if we can get the likes of Eze and Saha in behind the fullbacks and running at those central defenders, Stones and um, probably Diaz. I think we can get some joy there. So, um, yeah, it should be a cracking game, but one I'm happy to take Palace on with a, a plus 2.25 handicap. Brilliant. Let's come back to you, Nigel. Uh, Aston Villa versus West Ham. Yeah, I mean, um, you know I'm quite sweet on Aston Villa uh, this season, which I'm sort of not quite sure if I've done the right thing after <laughs> after three games this season. It don't look to be all well. But uh, however bad Aston Villa have played, I think that West Ham have probably been the team that I've uh, been the biggest rebase of what I expected. I think they've got big problems at West Ham. I think that um, they don't look like scoring goals, as we said. They haven't scored a goal in the Premier League yet this season. Um, a side that um, were dreadful, I mean, absolutely dreadful, against Brighton and a lot of the people I know who are big, big West Ham fans have actually said to me, you know, we are, we're in serious trouble this season. Uh, they brought in the the Italian signing, as we mentioned last week, but uh, I think it's going to take a lot of time and, I, and I've, I've mentioned it's going to take a lot of, it takes a, a long time for Italian players to come and get used to the Premier League. I think it's going to be fired into the, thrown into the deep end theory against Aston Villa. Aston Villa last week were decimated by injuries against Crystal Palace, which we actually took advantage of. And the beauty about betting in the Premier League is you don't have friends. One week, you know, you oppose Aston Villa, the next week you want to be with Aston Villa. You can't have loyalty in betting. If you have loyalty in betting, it's not the right way thing to do. And the price always dictates what you do here. Uh, I haven't, I don't see any reason why Aston Villa don't win this game, but also have no, I just can't see how West Ham can win it. I just don't see how how Villa lose the game. Again, it's another line that's moved against me. Minus 153 was the price. Now it's up to minus 157, but I still feel that minus 157, Aston Villa draw no bet is a great bet. Now you might not find this on the Bet Rivers uh, website on the draw no bet, but you'll find it under the Asian handicap at zero. So if it's a draw, the game was a push. Um, there's a lot of factors here that are making this price. Aston Villa's form has been pretty poor, which we're all aware of. But at home, they put in a, a fairly decent performance against Everton. I know it was a poor Everton side, but I think this West Ham side is equally as poor as Everton. Um, West Ham aren't creating chances. They're not scoring goals. Their goal XG is very, very low. Um, they really probably punched above their weight last season. And they've also involved in the Europa League as well, which is a... It's a big thing on a Thursday to play on a Thursday, then go and play at the weekend. And a lot of big, bigger clubs are much bigger than West Ham. The bigger squads have, have, have struggled. So I like Aston Villa here. Um, the other thing which is negative for us is that West Ham have a really good record in this fixture and against Aston Villa. They haven't actually beaten um, uh, Aston Villa. Sorry, Aston Villa haven't beaten West Ham since 2015. Wow. It's about nine games. Uh, they've always, and I think that sometimes gets factored only slightly, but I still think it gets factored into the price. It means nothing. Um, I still feel Aston Villa have got a good squad. I think they were, they were shocked in the first week of the season against Bournemouth. 
they were shocked in the second um, match uh, with the injuries they had, and we knew they were they were probably depleted when they played Crystal Palace. But I feel this it's about West Ham this bet for me rather than Aston Villa. I feel that West Ham are a side in in a bit of trouble this season. I think they're a bottom six team at the moment the way they're playing. I can see big names wanting to move in in the in the in the in the before the transfer windows going. I, I think the new faces coming in need a bit of time to adjust. Could be up to Christmas before we see the best of them. And I feel Villa here do not lose this game. So I'm going for Aston Villa on the draw no bet at minus 157. Superb. Jack, uh, let's come back to you. Um, you got one with my team in it. <laughs> Go for well, it. well, the minute it's, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not one of these shows of us siding with Arsenal. I think we need to change that at some point in time. It's getting a little bit worrying, isn't it? Eh? Um, and Nigel said there's no friends. We've, we've won with Fulham a couple of times this season already, but we're, we're against them here. Um, as you say, we're, we're signing with Arsenal. Arsenal to win and over two and a half goals. So same game parlay um, at minus 130. And we touched on it. Uh, Nigel touched on it. Um, Arsenal were super impressive against Bournemouth, be it only Bournemouth, if you want to say that, but you only beat what's in front of you. You know that well-trotted out phrase. And we've seen in the past sides like Arsenal um, that can't put these sides to bed. And and they certainly did in about 11 minutes and it was pretty much game over, wasn't it? A fantastic start. Um, and and it's the first time Arsenal have won the opening three games and you all know this already since 2004. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great confidence boost from them. And they've got a fantastic chance here again, obviously against Fulham, who are a new, newly promoted side. I think Jesus is completely revolutionised that Arsenal front line um, with his movement, his pace, his, his um, intelligence. Uh, he's bringing those other players into his creating space for them. So th- those low blocks that Arsenal have been kind of battering against over the last two or three or longer seasons are, are now start- starting to be finding those gaps between them and they're getting chances in the box. And um, no, I don't think no player has had more touches in the box in the Premier League this season than Jesus. So all those factors going forward are, are really, really encouraging. Um, I really fancied him to, to beat Fulham. I wanted to try and get him on side. I couldn't get him on side with the minus handicap. I couldn't get him on side with, well, with others. I didn't want to take them a win to nil purely because I think Fulham um, have got some some definite danger about them. I think they've got, obviously, Mitrovic has, has started well, scoring goals. Um, he's had more shots than uh, any other player in the league. Um, more shots on target than any other player in the league as well. And, and I think he's only second behind Jesus as far as his touches in the box are concerned. So they're certainly using him as a focal point. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that he's looking lean and mean. And uh, that spells danger for any defence. And you can sense that he might well rough up Arsenal defence a little bit here and, and, and create some joy. But um, as I said, I, I, I see... Arsenal predominantly winning this one. That's what the main bet is. And I can see goals, whether that's Arsenal getting all the goals we need for a, a, an over two and a half, or they might just leak one at the back. But um, say, Fulham are a newly promoted side. I think they are loads better than Bournemouth. But when we look back to last season, and they have got quite a similar defensive setup, which is what I'm focusing on on this particular bet, is they've got Tim Ream still there. They've still got a fairly similar back line. Um, and they actually conceded more goals than Bournemouth did last season. Um, but where they did come to the party is that they scored 32 more than Bournemouth. So for the bet that we're looking at here, they carry a more threat up front, but they're a little bit weaker at the back. And they say the defences that they had last season, both those sides aren't very different at all. So if Arsenal were going to cause 
Bournemouth, the problems they did last week, which we saw, and I think 3-0 was was a, a lucky result for Bournemouth, to be fair. I think it could have been a lot more. I expect them to call Arsenal to cause um, Fulham lots of problems as well. So happy to take the, the bet on. It's, it's interesting to see that Fulham have changed their style a little bit this season. They're the second lowest possession-based um, team in the league. Only Bournemouth are lower than them. Their possession at the minute is 38.7%. So if you're giving Arsenal 60% of the ball with the players that they've got, um, so again, in press with Zinchenko and he's kind of seems to have got a nice little partnership going with Xhaka as well, where they're sort of swapping positions and, and causing lots of problems, as well as all those players up front that we've already mentioned. Um, I can't see Arsenal not scoring at least two goals here, possibly more, probably more. Um, and I said, it wouldn't surprise me either to see Fulham on a score sheet as well. But I didn't want to take, say, that both teams to score element either. So I'm happy Arsenal to win with over two and a half goals at minus 130. Hope you haven't just put the jinx on them, Jack. That's that's what I, well, uh, I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, any thoughts on this one at all? I could see your mind kind of going there. No, we've had three weeks of just Arsenal craze. <laughs> getting up with it, really. To be fair, I'm looking at their fixtures, thinking when can we really have a go yeah. at them? Man United in a couple of weeks away, Aston yep. Villa at home, Tottenham on the first mm. October. So just don't think this is going to be the regular norm, me Harry. This is, this is going to change very, very quickly. That's why I'm, that's why I'm lapping it up now. Yeah. We make hay while the sun shines, eh? Yeah. The one, the one thing about Arsenal though, is that they, 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 they look very exciting. I mean, from mm. a neutral watching them play, they're going to go score goals, and but they also give. A few opportunities away. I still think Ramsdale has got, however good mistake he's, he's got a claim, but he can also do six or seven fantastic saves as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I love the angle with with Arsenal playing both teams to score, and I love the over two and a half. You know, I I, I couldn't disagree like like last week. I could disagree with um, one, but again, I can't really disagree with any of the picks so far. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll swim, but I really want to disagree. It's every part of my body is thinking I just really <laughs> want to disagree on Arsenal and just say, no, I can't make it. Like, okay. so, but Fulham, I mean, Fulham, to me, looked like a top 10 seed rather than a, a relegation threat. So I think they had no problems this season. What's going I to think be really interesting. Go on. Go on. No, go on, mate. I was just going to say, what's going to be really interesting on Saturday is to see where Mitrovic places himself. Because at the start mm. of the season, he's tended to pop up against the left fullback or the right fullback and and win an aerial duel at the far post. And he scored goals from that. But with the way Arsenal play at the moment, particularly on the right, they've got a centre-back playing at right-back who isn't going to be bullied in the air. So I'm interested to see if Mitrovic changes his game a little bit, takes up different positions to try and take advantage of that. Harry, it's hard enough to pick the result and to think who's <laughs> yeah, going to score true. any time and over two and a half goals, mate, let alone where Mitrovic is going to turn up. Yeah. The only th- Are you at the game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to know who gets how many times you're going to ask for your autograph, thinking that you're Mitrovic rather than you have to take. Your if off. I if I had a pound for every time somebody's called me Mitrovic, I wouldn't be doing this. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, there you go. So you know, that that's the more that's the biggest question for you. Good looking lad, old Alexandra Mitrovic. Um, Nigel, let's come over the years. Put a bit of it up. he's a he's a good looking lad. Uh, <laughs> Nigel, let's come back to you, mate. At Newcastle Wolves. Yeah, I mean, this is probably my strongest pick of the whole of the, the three games that I'm actually going to speak about here. I mean, Newcastle, I was really a little bit worried about Newcastle at the start of the season because they're, they're spending a lot of money. The expectation was really, really high. And, I, and we tipped, uh, well, I tipped Eddie Howe to be the first manager to be sacked. Got it completely and utterly wrong. Um, the feel-good factor is definitely back. 
at St. James's Park. They've got their club back. You can see the expressions of the, the way the players are playing with freedom. And uh, and really, they, they've got a license to thrill. Every time they go forward, they look exciting. Really, 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 really good side to watch. And they're, they're throwing their money around in the in the transfer market. I mean, Alexander uh, Isak, the guy that Arsenal were linked with a few years ago from 62, 63 million or something like that. I mean, the, so they, they're, they're meaning business now in Newcastle. They want to go for the top six. They could have got Anthony Gordon for that. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you think you think about the two of them, where these two clubs are now, Wolves and Newcastle, in terms of the fans behind them, in terms of the style of football each side are watching. I mean, Man City against Newcastle was one of the best games I've seen in the Premier League for many years. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, Man City got three, went up to come back. Newcastle, couple, so Newcastle got three, went up. They peg them back. You would expect uh, Man City to uh, to come back and get the winner, but Newcastle held on and kept going and kept going and kept going. As we said to Maximum, they, they, they're, a, they're a real good side. To me, they look a, a team that's going to win a cup this year. I think you win a back... Uh, Newcastle to win the FA Cup. I think you went about Newcastle to win uh, the Caribou Cup because a lot of these big sides won't really care about this year with the World Cup and players coming back the first week. They're back on the 26th. But Newcastle want to win something and they will really go for it. Oh, that's my anger with, with Newcastle this season. But in a game like this, I'm so surprised that the two of them are exactly the same price. I can't believe it. Wolves have... I've offered nothing. I mean, the only, the only game that I played Wolves this season was under two and a half goals in the first game of the season against Leeds. But really, Leeds took the game to Wolves and Wolves come out and played. Since that, Wolves were nil-nil against Fulham. They were one-nil against Tottenham in a really bang average game. They didn't offer anything at all. And I feel that Wolves now, just where the two clubs are now, there is no doubt about it. Newcastle on the up and Wolves on the down. And... You're getting a it's a pick 'em game as far as Bet Rivers is concerned. It's you know you 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 pay your money, you take your choice where you want to go. It's about plus one seventy each side. My only worry is that Wolves could bore you to death. This could be a nil nil. It could be a one one. They could bore you to death. But I don't think Wolves have got it in them to win this game. I think Newcastle have got it in the, the momentum, the, the the amount of chances they're creating, the confidence they have in them. So I think Newcastle do not get beat in this game. So my bet here, again, it was minus 102 when I sent the message this morning. It's now moved again to me again. It's minus 110. But I think Newcastle draw no bet at minus 110 is the cracking bet. I think that's the strongest bet in the Premier League out of all the three games I spoke to. Because Newcastle really, they were, they, they were like a racehorse against Man City. You, you, you put a star next to the name going, you know what? We got to we got we got to rethink them this side and you know if you took a team like Arsenal and took them to Wolves now I would say that Newcastle would probably be about plus one ten uh, sorry uh, um, Arsenal would be about plus one ten to win this game Newcastle are plus one seventy I don't think they're getting the credit that they're getting with the performances and the players they've got and the confidence they've got. So I think it's a really good time to get with Newcastle now at these kind of prices before the market catches on to how actually how good they are. And I think they're a side that they're destined for the top six, maybe well, I think top six, top seven, definitely. I think Callum Wilson might be injured. Do you think that's playing a part on why maybe they're not getting that credit? But he's, he's got he's got a slight injury. Is he definitely out? He had a hamstring problem, didn't he? Yeah, I, I read earlier today that he was going to have a, a scan on it. Um, well, the money still come from today because they're minus 102, 102 drawn, I bet. They're minus 110 drawn, I bet. I think 
I, I, that's not going to help you. Don't get me wrong. We've Callum Wilson. We've highlighted Callum Wilson on this show for, for the last few weeks. But I think this price is is a little bit about what Newcastle are doing, mm. and they're doing very well. And I think that people really need to take note of what they're doing. But also, it's a lot to do with how bad Wolves are, and Wolves are very bad. Wolves, you know, you know, Wolves. If I was a Wolves fan, I'd be, I'd be worried. They, they look like a bottom six side to me. I don't see where they're going to score goals. We can, they can lift the games at home, as we said. But I, I, I think this is, this is, this is a, this is a match bet, or this is the betting that has been priced up of Wolves a couple of seasons ago and the Newcastle side of last mm. year towards in last season. This is not a reflection of what we've seen in the first three games of this season so far. And I feel that Newcastle here draw no bet. Is a cracking bet. I can't see him getting beat. Good stuff. Uh, Jack nodding away there as well. You you agree? Yeah, totally. And I think we're, we're, we're on the same page as far as Wolves um, are concerned because the only way they look score, like scoring at the moment really is possibly from a set piece, but because they've got some decent delivery into the box or from Neves sticking one in from 25 yards. And when that's your best chance of scoring a goal, you're always going to be up against it because yeah. it's, a, it's a one in however many chances uh, it's yeah it, they, they just got no, they, they look quite nice ish up to 20 yards out and then just yeah. falls flat just falls really flat. frustrating side they've bought some like Guedes has come in Mateus mm. Nunez in midfield nice tidy footballers and yeah. they control the possession they defend quite well but you're right when they get to that final third they just seem to be out of ideas um mm. Let's move on then uh, to the final pick. Jack, we'll come back to you. Nottingham Forest take on Spurs yeah. at the city ground. I don't know what you're going to tell us yet, but this one for me feels like a bit of a banana skin for Spurs. Potential one anyway. Okay. No, he's only saying that because that's what he wants him to no, say. No, no, no. I'd say the same if Arsenal were going there. It's an atmospheric place. It's on a Sunday afternoon. I just think that that's not a place you really want to be going right now. So I'm taking Spurs on a minus two handicap here. It's, it looks like I'm completely walking apart. <laughs> no, we're actually going for, for goals in this one. Uh, we've gone over two and a half goals at minus one, three, four. We're talking about a, a side then that have got no cutting edge. And, and uh, to, to one that's got loads, to be fair, with, with, with Spurs. But to kind of start from the beginning, I think that Spurs fans are, are, have got to be relatively happy with the start they made to the season. They picked up seven points. Um, a couple of home games. They haven't played massively well yet. They obviously went to Chelsea, bogey side, tough place to go and managed to salvage a point. The seven points they picked up this season, they picked up zero points in them three games last season. So I think, you you know, so looking at that side of things, then then that's obviously a, a nice improvement to, to go straight into the season with. Something that, again, Nigel mentioned, I think either on the future show or certainly... Uh, very early on in in these these shows was about Antonio Conte being possibly pound for pound the best manager in the league, but certainly that manager that's going to be able to get you some points that you don't necessarily would normally get with with an average manager, um, and and certainly that's the case with the game against Chelsea, and I think to a certain extent the Wolves game because as as bad as Wolves were throughout that game, I think Spurs probably were worse in the first half. Um, and then, say, the fire got lit underneath them in, the, in at halftime and you can see straight away they were that much quicker going into the second half. But looking at what they've done this season so far, they came back against Southampton 1-4-1. They were behind twice to Chelsea and managed to salvage a point in the last minute. 
And uh, I said they were poor in the first half against Wolves, but um, seven goals and they still haven't really clicked, to be fair, and still haven't seen Son score yet, which obviously has got to be around the corner. He's not going to um, be too long before he, he finds his mark. Um, you're right as far as what you said about Forrester concerned. I think um, that the home games are going to be crucial for them. The fans are going to be absolutely like rock in there, create a fantastic atmosphere, which I think is going to lend itself to these kind of games against, this is their first one really against the, um, what you classify as a top four, top five side against the elite. So I imagine there's going to be a brilliant atmosphere there and they're going to kind of drive their side on. Um, they've had a solid start, but I personally think that they've been a little bit fortunate to pick up the points that they've picked up, looking at what they've, what they've conceded. And that's what's led me to the fact that I'm fancying goals in the game is that they have conceded a hell of a lot of chances while still creating a fair amount going forward themselves. But looking at the where they've let teams have chances, um, Newcastle smashed them in the opening game of the season. 23 shots was a 2-0 away from home. So, so we can take a little bit of a sort of caveat into that because we're obviously at, at the city ground here for this one. West Ham, again, Nigel's talked about, rightly so, how poor West Ham are so far this season. But... They missed a penalty, they hit the bar twice and they had two shots cleared off the line. Now, West Ham, we can understand them kind of missing those chances. Can you see the likes of Son, Kane, Kulisewski and Etel missing those kind of chances? No, I can't. So if, if again, 19 shots in that game, they let Everton have 19 shots at Goodison and we know how powered up Everton's attack is as well. So a hell of a lot of shots, 19, 19 and 23 shots conceded so far this season. 63% of those shots are in the box as well. So they're not, not just pot shots from 30 yards. They're, they're, they're decent chances that have been thrown up against Forrest. 23 shots on target as well and certainly conceded four goals. So with the better attacks, the elite sides, they're throwing up these chances too. I expect Spurs to be taking two, three chances. Um, if Again, if that, that follows through. Last season, 15 out of their 24 games um, saw over two and a half goals at home. And I think, again, coming back to your point, I think it's because obviously that atmosphere there and they are going to drive them on. And I, and I believe they'll do that again in this game, that they'll want them to take the game to a certain extent to Spurs and create that atmosphere where it's going to be a, be, be, be a bit of a goal fest of a game. And that's what I, how I see it panning out. And I say over two and a half goals looks, looks good to me on this one. They averaged, say, 2.83 goals per home game last season. Expecting something similar here. Expecting Spurs to click. We know what Conte's about. I think, again, you said it's a banana skin. You know that Conte's the manager is not going to let them think they're going to turn up to a newly promoted side and just roll them over. He'll keep them honest, even if it needs a half-time tea talk to do that. So a Forest goal to start with, we'll take that. Spurs, I think, is where my main focus on them scoring goals is concerned. But we know Forest can cause sides problems, especially at home. So... I don't really care who scores goals here, to be honest. It's uh, over two and a half goals, minus one, three, four. Really looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a really exciting game. I think it's going to be a cracking atmosphere and uh, a, a good watch with lots of goals. I, I, I pretty much agree with Jack in terms of um, this game as, as, as where he's broken it down. But I feel that the best way here is you need, for this game to go, as Jack has said, you want Nottingham Forest to go in front. 
you desperately need not the price to go in front here to you know i feel that conti can go one nil up again and shut it down now against this kind of opposition i don't think that wolves uh, i don't think that uh, tottenham are a powder puff tie that they were before and they've got spine about them two of the games this season already they've gone behind and they've come back and showed really really tremendous spirit so just to throw it and these aren't official plays but if you're looking at like some props that bet rivers have here you have um uh tottenham to uh, to come from behind and win the game uh, is about eight fifty plus eight fifty. That that's that's not a bad bet. And uh, Nottingham Forest to score first in the match is plus two forty. So just just think of those as some kind of props because I feel that if if Tottenham go one nil up, I feel that they won't be that they, they're good enough to to keep this for that bet to cop. You really need Nottingham Forest to to do and and. And Tottenham do are quite slow out of the traps, you know. They've they've gone behind in a couple of times. So there's a couple of like mm. props you should look for on the Bet Rivers website that maybe will give you a little bit of interest at some big prices. I was going to say, yeah, the slow start they've had. Obviously, they went behind against Southampton to come back and win four one. They obviously went behind twice to, to Chelsea as well, and and they were slow. A better side would have would have taken advantage of that slow start on uh, on Saturday um, against Wolves. So uh, it would not surprise me, given that there's going to be a big roar when the kickoff Forest get pushed forward. Would not surprise me that Forest do take the lead, um, but Spurs come fighting back. But um, as I said, we'll take it any which way as long as there's three or more goals. Indeed. Those are our picks then for this weekend's uh, round of EPL action. And of course, there's a midweek round as well to come next week. So even more content coming your way. Make sure you are subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network uh, YouTube channel. If you listen via the audio platforms, make sure you're subscribed there as well. Leave us a review and be sure to follow the handle held by all of the handicappers at Because We Win. That way you'll get uh, the latest picks, the latest information and some in-play and pre-game stuff as well. Uh, anything either of you want to add before we sign off? Nigel, anything at all? No, no. I think it's... Um... You know, it's another great week of the Premier League and the action across, not only across in the English Premier League, the, the German leagues, the Spanish leagues, the French league, Portuguese league. I'm, I'm missing out so many stuff. It's all there. The golf is coming up really good. And for some great winners in the last couple of weeks on for the win. And obviously next week, it's the US Open tennis, which is a big thing on the tennis as well. So a huge amount of content on the Because We Win handle and on the Bet Rivers Network. So please follow us and uh, give us a, a review and a rate, as you said make sure you do that and we'll be back very very soon with more enjoy the weekend's premier league action get those bets on and fingers crossed you're cashing some of those tickets until next time take care thanks for listening to betting weekly english premier league on the bet rivers network 